chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire, now streaming on Paramount Plus. Welcome to On the Bench. I'm your host for today's episode, Brendan Sinone, joined currently by the one and only Josh Newberg. Hello, Joshua. What's up, Brendan? I'm excited for this one. Are you really? I am. I'm fired up. We've been uh, anxiously awaiting the arrival mm-hmm. of Florida State's newest offensive coordinator, Alex Atkins. Woo! And the crowd goes clap. crazy. I thought you were going to clap too. <laughs> All right. We're going to have Alex Atkins on in a minute here. Uh, we're actually pre-recording this before we actually get him on for the interview. So I can't tell you it's going to be a good interview. I assume it's going to be. But It's I just going to be, to be great. Ooh. Uh, we're going to ask him about some of these new additions to the roster uh, mid-year enrollees, uh, just his process of becoming the offensive coordinator. I want to ask him about his favorite victory cigar, Joshua. So yeah, it'll be fun stuff. Also, just so you know, I do not have a burner account that listens to your spaces. Oh, stop it. Of course you do. But yeah, this will be fun. Um, Alex, well-deserved this job. I know it's something that he's been looking forward to. So I'm looking forward to speaking with him about it for the first time. All right. Alex Atkins joining us on the bench shortly. We have offensive coordinator Alex Atkins here hanging out with us. Um, but before we get started, first of all, Alex, congratulations. And I appreciate it, man. I'm trying to – I need to come celebrate with Brendan, man. I said, you got a good setup for a party back there. <laughs> I should have came to your house to celebrate this, man. Anytime, anytime. I got I got a little bit of pappy, maybe, if I can entice you with. A little pappy event. Yeah, there we go. You got it going. You're speaking the language. Um <laughs> First of all, what was the reaction from the players? And and I mean, were there some players that were maybe a little confused by this, by like that you weren't going to be coaching the offensive line anymore? Uh, no, um, I, I think they kind of knew, you know, they knew my background coming in and come, you know, players know my ambition. They, you know, we have open conversations about it all, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. in coaching, we like to hide what our ambitions are as coaches with our players. But I tell my guys everything, you know, what, what I wanted why I came, you know, uh, and what I wanted to do and become. So they were more congratulated. They were excited, man. And, and, you know, you get a couple of crazy requests, but it was uh, it was all in, in support and fun, man. It, it was awesome to get that kind of support from them. Like crazy requests, like Darius Washington wanted to know if he could play running back now? Yeah, no, he, yeah, he wanted to catch touchdowns and, you know, and they wanted, you know, wear number seven now, you know, just <laughs> like this, 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 this O-line conversations that nobody really wants to, to hear right. about them. right 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 um when you when you interviewed for the job at Florida State did you talk to Mike Norvell about the OC position down the road did you know that this was a possibility when you when you joined I get coach Norvell a lot of credit you know I, I guess I can say I never technically interviewed um he, he knew he had done a bunch of research before we even got on the phone and the first question he asked me was you know what do you what are your ambitions and what do you want to do and what do you want to become because you know, I'm, I'm, I want to talk to you about reaching those goals and, um, and and help you out through this process. So I like the fact that he's a maximizer and you've seen that through his track record of coaches that have come under him at such a young age. So, you know, it was a, it was a no brainer. 
Alex, transitioning here, you guys have added a few pieces on offense via the transfer portal. So hope we can go down uh, just the list of, of them real quick and get your thoughts on on the recruitment of those guys and how they'll help out. Maybe specifically, we'll start off with Caden Lyles first, and, and I guess what he'll bring to the to the offensive line room. Yeah, Caden, grown man, um, very you know old spirited. Didn't want the BS. I, I enjoyed getting to know him throughout the process because you know he's not a hype guy, no attention. He just wanted to come to work and and learn as much as he possibly could about the guys in the room. He was a guy that wanted to watch film after every game. You know, once he jumped in, he wanted to jump on. He wanted to watch every clip of the game film. He wanted to know the language, the process. He didn't want any, you know, recruiting speeches or anything like that. He wanted to know the facts. And and um, and, and I enjoy, you know, getting to know him because we need that older presence in there. You know, he's coming in as a, a senior, and technically we only have two, you know, with, with him and Gibbons. So I, I love that mentality, and, that, and that's why we – I wanted him here because of he bringing that that type of mentality into the room full of young guys that are going to be around for a while, especially with the young class we put together. We need that type of leadership and focus. Who has the better beard, Caden Lyles, Dylan Gibbons, or I'll throw you in there too, yourself. Who, who would you say? Yeah, you know, I, I got to go with Dylan just because of, of, of length and, <laughs> and 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 all that, you know. But Dylan's an older guy, so he's like me. Once you get older, as you lose it at the top, you put it at the bottom. So Lyles is still got he got the young, he still got the hairline, and everything working. So. Uh, you know, he got a, he got a, a good beard, but I, I'm going to go with Dylan just because the more is going away from the top. It's coming at the bottom like me. All right, moving on to, to Bless Harris, someone who comes up from the FCS level. I guess what are you looking for from him? What kind of impact can he make here in his first year at Florida State? Um, Bless, what I like was that he he understood coming in what the opportunity was going to be, um, and he wanted to challenge. You know, he wanted to challenge himself and focus. The first thing he wanted to talk about was was work me, coach me. We watched every clip of his film. And and when he came up with his family, you know, I, I loved how he was ready to compete. So as you talk about characteristics that we brought in, number one was, uh, you know, older mentality, seasoned vet, been through the process, ready to work, work ethic. And then you go to bless, compete, competition, not afraid of it, doesn't run from it. A lot of these times in these recruiting processes, you are convincing about how much they have to compete less to get what they want. He wanted the opposite want to come in and, and, and showcase and I don't care how many you got or what's going on I want to come in and compete and, and, and prove something and you know like I know and, and even in your profession when you got somebody who want to prove something that's always an enjoyable deal because you, you know they're going to do everything in their power and, and the strongest thing in the world is a made-up mind and he had his mind made up of what he wanted to accomplish so I was really attracted to that. Well, speaking of competition you guys have added four wide receivers via the portal to the wide receiver room I, I guess what are you looking to accomplish when you talk about that many numbers at one position, uh, I would imagine competition has to be first among the objectives there, right? Uh, of course. And, and everybody knew the deal coming in, you know, it, was, it wasn't a, a fantasy sold or anything like that. We needed to add those type of competitive mentalities to the room. That's already competitive. Those guys already have a great relationship. And, and that's why it was an, an easy transition and also some youth in that, you know, we're not just taking full grad transfers Some guys that's going to be around for a while to really contribute and it's all aspects of the program, not just a receiver, but return game and, and, and just, just all aspects of the position they bring in. And they came in saying, coach, none of them came and gave me a quota on how many catches or how many this or how many that, you know, they just came in and said, coach, you know, I, I, I want to go somewhere where I can be showcased in different ways I can, you know, perform. And I want to be with people I trust and I want to go compete, you know, and, and, and that's what I, that's what's enjoyable about the process because you know like I said before the process has changed so much we're trying to convince how much they don't have to compete when you meet guys that say no nah, we only have to talk about that you know if there's if there's an opportunity I want to come compete and I want to be at a place where I can be here for a while and people I trust so 
it was a very simple process for a lot of those guys. And there's some relationships before, you know, we were talking another another time, but like, you know, it, it's some, it was some deeper relationships that really got those things done. It, from that, that group of the four incoming wide receivers to Yontre and Dye, Alex, it seems like a very eclectic, diverse skill set that you guys have brought into that position group from those four newcomers. Could you kind of break down the games of, of the four respectively real quick and what each brings to the table? Did you just say it's an eclectic group? Yes. You got to tell me what that means for a second. Eclectic means diverse. Mean, it means yeah, different, like, different skill sets. It means they all do man. something you different. The very they bring different of, perspectives. So. Yeah, there you go. I'm like, man, you went, you know, that, you know, you went way over my head with that. No, I'm just playing. But no, nah, I'm just giving you some, 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 you went deep with that one. But no, you know, we have, I think we addressed things that we didn't have in the room that we wanted to add. And we all enhanced some things we wanted to get that were what we had to get a little bit better. And we also didn't add many guys that were similar to what we had. So you got different skill sets that could be used in different ways. And I think that was the attraction. It wasn't, you know, hey, we're just getting this guy because he's good. No, everybody served an immediate purpose and they were told that purpose throughout the process, which is, it wasn't just, you know, someone were telling me that, you know, they just told me they're going to throw me the ball a bunch of times. I said, man, you can play receiver. That's what everybody going to tell you, you know, so it was a very unique deal where they wanted to know exactly how they were going to be showcased and exactly what it was. And, and it was honesty, you know, you, you got to remember these kids probably would have thrown off. We're talking to an old line coach to an OC that probably wasn't super attractive, right. to them. but it, it worked out because of the truthful and honesty of the conversations. You know, it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't sell them a, a smoke drink, you know, and, and, and that's what they wanted. So we got the right type of mentalities in the room. Now you're talking about selling transfers and balancing skill players at different positions and, and, and all of this, but what about the balance of emotions on taking transfer players and bringing them into the locker room of young players that you're hoping to develop? How do you balance that these days? Back to honesty, you know, um, because like you said, some of these transfers are not older guys. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them also have to you know, show they can be productive because they hadn't had the production they wanted anyway. So it's more of explaining the roles and also communicate with your players on campus, you know, and, and them understanding that they want to win too. They want to be successful too, you know, and, and they, they were just, you know, following the guys, they were just as excited as fans were when kids were jumping in. You were seeing the support of our team. And that was the number one thing that goes untalked about, unheard of, is that the culture that's been set the last two years of how our kids have been responding to competition situations. Um, which takes that, that, that process takes longer than recruiting a player. So that establishment has been made. And that's the first thing when, you know, Caden Lyle said in my office, you know, here earlier and was talking about his relationship with Marty Smith, you know, how they getting together and how they hung out, how they didn't like it, it. That is the, that, that foundation, that key is what it takes to be successful before any player shows up, before any production shows up is you actually got to have a team, <laughs> You know, a team that's supportive of each other and learning the unselfish part. So in a selfish world and selfish recruitment, it's our job as the leaders of those rooms and to get the unselfish attitude to go be successful. Right. So speaking of the process of finding that, um, you guys don't pursue everybody that goes in the portal. There's a lot of guys that go in the portal. You know, FSU doesn't go after every single one of them. But what are some of the criteria you look at when evaluating just transfer portal guys in general, not just at the offensive line? first thing is character, you know, because there's no secret in saying they're in the portal for a reason. Right. There, there, there's a the reason time. why they're in the portal. So 
we have to learn all the information of the whys and, and then we go deeper research to the character and, and how they are in the locker room and how they interact with teammates. Um, you know, what's the ambition? And I'm not saying that, you know, there's a we're not gonna we're not gonna have issues or problems that come up or bumps or things that we hear that we might might not like that might need help in those areas. But can we handle those areas and and have a staff put together that can that can nurture those and get them better at those aspects? Can we handle the issue and can we praise the good? Does it relate to our locker room? I think that's why we've had success because, of course, you know everybody you know they, they think it's free agency, you know, and and, it, and it's still building a team, a team mindset, a team approach. Um, and also getting a chance to foster a guy that might be just looking for a second chance because he made mistakes. So at the end of the day, it's still mentoring college kids or college players, young, not fully adult, young adults. So you still have to have that mindset and approach to this is a young man that needs guidance, needs help. And also, can he assist in our team building of with the environment we're creating with our entire team? So one guy that you took in the portal last year that seemed to be really impactful Alex was Dylan Gibbons I guess what what did he bring to the offensive line last year and, and I imagine you're excited to have him back for this upcoming season as well very similar to Devontae Love Taylor mm-hmm. you know if you look at the track record of guys we brought in offensive line room it was character first now th- there's a threshold of ability that you have to have to play at this level but I've seen that overcome so much with character work ethic and especially at O-line and consistency and he brought that because he was looking for that and he was a guy also, there was a reason why he was in a transfer portal. There were some questions. All that has to be evaluated and it has to understand what we can do to put him in the best situation to succeed, but also understand what they bring into the room that might not be written about. That might not be, you know, broadcast stats or production that might have saved us more time in building this program as we're going than just, you know, blocking a person or catching a ball or there's so many other aspects that has to be consistent for us to have success and the portal just gives you a chance to give guys that have been through off seasons been through programs been through recruiting that might have heard some recruiting stories that you know didn't turn out to be what, what we are you know so it, it's all aspects of it and and identifying what can be a helpful Florida State and what can be a helpful Florida State players already in the locker room with that in mind like could, could you give us an example of or just an idea of how, how much research goes into recruiting someone specifically like like we could use dylan as as an example like how much research did you have to do before you said okay we're going to take him in terms of watching film like you say checking out character why he's in the portal those kind of things like what what goes in specifically to saying yes this is a take for us if we can get all of them you talk about um, connections with coaches on the staff you talk about high school coaches you talk about um you know player connections you talk about, you know, former coaches, disgruntled coach, any, anybody that's willing to share information um, to assist in the development of a young man is what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing, you know, uh, all stones going to get turned to get the information we need because at the end of the day, you know, we're here accountable to what they bring. You know, so there, there's accountability both ways of, of making sure we can ensure some type of success or help to the program, but also us knowing the information to make sure we're held accountable to who we bring into the program. So uh, all of it, all aspects, you know, all voices, everything. And also the player himself, because you'd be surprised how many kids you get on and they've already taken accountability to what it is. Like coach, I never planned on this. This was not my goal. This is not what I wanted. Um, 
but I understand where I'm at and I just want the opportunity. And if the opportunity is provided and it doesn't work out, coach, I understand, but I just need the opportunity. So it's so many other, like, it's so different with each case. So it's hard to give a, a blanket way, but I can just know that all areas are, are evaluated as far as character, ability, and, and relationship. It's January 13th. Uh, your guys are in tour of duty now for three or four days. They're, they're in it. What do you, what's their objectives? What do you tell them to accomplish during this time? Uh, coach is very specific in the goals. We actually went over them as a staff today. Um, he talked about fundamentals, efficiency in movement, um, discipline, response to coaching, um, you know, and, and basically building a brotherhood of going through tough adverse situations and how we mold. So you don't know how they're going to respond to adversity until you create it. So we're going to, we create some adversity. It's challenging. Right. Put them in a spot. It's going to make you, you know, I know, I know Newberg back in the day when you, you'd be out there running, you probably hit some moments where you was about to start walking. Yeah. There and were a few times. That little voice in your mind, you know, we just become that voice. You know, we just, you know, we, we, we become that and get you to, to make it a trained behavior of response in adverse situation and also encouragement. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm tired. We're having success. How do I go dap up my teammate and give them some encouragement to keep going and keep pushing? So there's a, there's a reason why, and, and I love that Coach Steele does the tour duty, old school Madrid mentality that Florida State really created. Um, so I, I think there's a reason and a why we have to build the team that way. And Coach is very specific on it. And it's not just, a, hey, we're just going to do this to do it. So our kids are bought into it. I saw it popping up from some former players in the league and um, kids you know the anxiety builds up and, mm-hmm. and you know there's a little bit of nervousness for the guys that came in mid-year we got a lot of mid-year guys so it's fun because it creates a competition and a, a situation where we can challenge you know before we, we put on helmets yeah um specifically julian armella he's a guy that has already gone through like a body transformation of sorts um mm-hmm. dropped some weight put it back on what do you think of the work he's done off the field to kind of shape up Man, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a discipline that grown people who, who live their whole life, you know, we have, a, we have, you look at, I'm still a big man. I have a problem controlling the spoon. And so does Brendan, you know? So, yeah. That so season weight's no joke. He's not wearing a tank top today. No. Nope. <laughs> hey, the v he got a little loose. He's been getting small, man. He looks good, man. But, um, but we talk about a 16, 17 year old football player having the discipline to change his body in a time where, you know, Uber Eats, DoorDash, accessible food, um, you know, temptation is everywhere. You know, you can get it from wherever. And a player having that kind of mindset to discipline himself and to change their entire body within a year is unbelievable. So that didn't get talked about enough. I don't believe in a self-discipline of a teenager to be able to transfer their body when there's people making good money hiring trainers and doing all this stuff to you know you want to get into the diet and exercise in the industry it's probably you can make some good money because everybody's looking for a way to self-discipline themselves and you're talking about a 16 17 year old football player that self-disciplines himself enough to transition his body right so i, I just i hats off to him because that's that's hard it's hard yeah it's hard we want to we want to please the tongue and not the body so and I'm, I'm a culprit of it. So I give him a lot of praise for that, you know, that body transition of, of being able to accomplish that. And, and he is, I've I watched that journey and I listened to him tell the stories of what he was going through to do it. And 
hats off to him. You know, some nights he raised up a protein bar and said, this is what I mean for dinner. He said, man, how many 17-year-olds can do that? Right, have that kind of discipline oh, man, in so, high school. Man, that's, it's unbelievable. And it talks about the leadership in his family. It talks about, mm -hmm. you know, things around him. And it, he's not the only one. There's there's so many other guys that have gone through that transformation for one of the hardest things for any human to do. So I wanted to spend some time talking about that because that was amazing. Good. Kind of on the same topic, someone who's shown a lot of physical growth and development in the strength program at FSU last couple of years has been Darius Washington. Mm -hmm. I know that he was someone that you guys spoke about highly in the offseason, and he ends up winning most improved player for this past year. I guess what has Darius done to to continue to to grow and progress? And how, I guess how important of a piece is he for you guys this upcoming season? Mindset, you know, and 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 like I talked about with Jordan, just development. Darius was a kid that got thrown into the fire. Um, early and end up, you know, having soldier, shoulder surgery, which stopped him one off season because you have shoulder surgery that shuts you down. Mm -hmm. Then you have a pandemic, which puts you on zoom. You know, then you have, you're at a place where we've had multiple injuries where you play multiple positions and for him to still outlast that continue to develop. Now he still got ways to go and weight and strength, but the journey to buy into the journey alone was amazing. Now, he's done a lot of things academically. He's gotten better. I mean, all the other aspects that you don't see, which is I'm proud of him for, but he, you know, and he still got time and he's still here working. Um, so I'm, in, I'm, I'm excited to see how he keeps progressing because once the mindset changed for improvement and once you get a little taste is when it's kind of, oh, man, I, I love it. I, I can see where this can go. But Darius lined up also, you know, he learned how to snap the football. He lined up at center in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm excited about, that portion of it because we, we, we were able to breed a, a, a room of improvement, a, a mentality for improvement, a mentality to strain and, and about to do some more with this tour duty. How many pancakes did Jalen early have his senior season? Oh man, I, 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 I love you said that because I don't count pancakes, you know, because, you know, I, I tell them, you know, we, we'll see. You know, it looks good when you, when you just, you know, just beating up on somebody you can. So, you know, I challenged him on that, you know, as far as, you know, movements, training, movement, training habits, consistency, uh, getting his body right. But the thing I'll praise Jalen is it's another guy to play multiple positions in high school. Uh, he's coming a little bit of distance to come to school, which is not talked about enough. You know, he's coming from Dallas and he, and he had, and it was a, a tough decision for him and he chose what was best for him, which is amazing. So I'm excited to see, you know, when you, when you see a kid make that kind of decision, you know, it shows the maturity level. And and also with Jalen, you know, he's a, he's a guy that, you know, he, he's not a hype guy. He's not a, a loud guy. He's not a, a huge personality. So he might get, you know, left out of the conversation a little bit, but he's a competition, work ethic. He, he fits. You're going to hear me say that a lot because that was the number one thing to to improve on in our room. You know, typically on offense is creating work ethic, work ethic competition, and selflessness, which you know, that, that's, that's, that's the task because, you know, we got good players. There's no question, but can we come together as a team? My last question for you, coach, and I, I can't go a full interview, a podcast without swooning over my man, Jay Trav. Uh, so let's uh, a real quick question about Jordan Travis. Uh, this past season, when you're coordinating you know, parts of the run game and, and scheming things up to have that element that, that Jordan brings, and obviously we know he's improved as a passer, but 
do you think people outside of the football realm really understand what, what Jordan did for you guys in terms to alleviate some pressure on the offensive line or to add extra dimensions with the run game? Yes. You know, you go to these coaching conventions and, you know, the fraternity of coaches and, and he's a problem. You know, he's a, he's a problem to prepare for. So, you know, it, it, but you said it in that conversation, him improving as a passer is what I hear the most, you know, because he's that true dual threat. And his confidence level in that is amazing. You know, he's, you know, he's he's organizing those guys throwing. I mean, he is he has come leaps and bounds, but it's also given a, a guy a chance to develop. He's another guy that got some time, you know. So we're in a we're in a world of immediate results. We all understand that. We know the business, but the reality is that you're you're growing teenage men and becoming who they are and how they do things. So it's not really what they do, it's how they do it and how they approach it and how they respond to bad situations. So as long as you continue that process and you got the right people and the right character, you will see the results. That's why, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting when you do, you know, these interviews or you talk to people, it's like, there's a surprise element when we're like, it's almost like, duh, like, yes, he's going to get better, you know, because he's so young and, and the consistency that we've built here and, and the improvement is happening, you know, it, it, it's fun to watch and it's fun to see their confidence growing it, but that's what it should be. You know, that, that's that's what it is. So I'm I'm excited, you know, and, and he's excited. And you can see how active he is with our players. And it's been fun to watch. Alex, thanks for joining us. Um, we also live by the smoke them if you got them <laughs> mentality. So I got to ask you, oh. what is your favorite victory cigar? Oh, man. See, no, see People want to know. With, 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 with NIL deals going on and things like that, I'm open for sponsorship, you know, and Love we'll, it. We'll discuss further options as we move forward, and um, we'll pick the best suitable candidate as we go forward. All right. Well, hopefully, Fuente Atkins is open for business. Yeah, so. you, know, you know, I, I want to explore my as the as the players say, I'm gonna explore all options, and um, and my DMs are open. Respected. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, your yes, your decision is respected. And <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. This has been a blast. Thank you. Oh man, had fun, man. I had fun. I'm coming to get some of that bourbon to celebrate, man. All right, already know. Breaking out the pappy. Let's go. All right, man. Let me go to work. I appreciate y'all. Right. Thank you. Thanks, See you, Alex. There you go, everybody. Alex Atkins, newly named Florida State offensive coordinator. Um, thank you for joining us. That was a lot of fun. That was great. That was fun. That was great. All right. Well, we'll be back for a regular on the bench episode on Monday where we update you guys on all the newest recruiting intel, transfer portal, potential coaching changes or not. But we will be back on Monday. See you guys later. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.